Welcome to another Restoration Church Life podcast. This podcast is brought to you by uh, the God that made uh, gender, sexuality, and ethnicity. Those were His good ideas. And so this podcast is brought to you by the God of the nations, of whom He reigns and rules over. Welcome to another Restoration Church Life podcast. I know that many of you are waiting for this episode because now we are into part two of our interview with Don I. Engelbrecht. Uh, but just to remind you why this podcast exists, Restoration Church Life podcast exists to inform and inspire the community of Restoration Church in the work of making disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ in Washington, D.C. and beyond. Okay, Don I, here we are, back again, episode two, interview part two of your life. When we left the conversation, you and Rolf have just gotten married. You're both now in Christ. You're living in California? San Jose, California. San Jose, California. Yes. So tell us, what was like? What were you guys doing in, in California? What was life like then? As new believers living together, you're married. Well, uh, Rolf had... Um, an excellent education at both Yale University and Stanford. He got his master's and because of that he got uh, a very high-level job uh, with Hewlett-Packard. Um, in those days it was relatively new but thriving mm -hmm. and uh, so uh, we really enjoyed it. We bought our first house there in San Jose mm. and um, did a lot of fun activities. He was also an avid skier and hiker. No and kidding. Everything. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we, he also knows German. So yeah. uh, wow. we had a lot in common with music too. <laughs> yeah. uh, we were going to Las Gatas Christian Church where he became a believer. Okay. And uh, we both got baptized there. That's the church you both got baptized. Yes. Same Sunday? Uh, no. It was okay. different okay. Sundays. Yeah. But uh, it was wonderful because we often played um, our violins there mm, um, for that's the great. service. That's great. That's great. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah. So at some point a year later, uh, Laura, our first daughter, was born. Um, and uh, Hewlett Packard had asked Rolf uh, to uh, go to Germany and help start a division of Hewlett-Packard there okay. in Böbling in West Germany. And um, so, how what, Laura came along? How many years? How 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 long had you been married? Uh, we she was born in '78, and okay. we were, she'd um, been married, married for '76. Okay, so, All right. yes. So she was one, um, and they asked Rolf and and me, of course, to go over there before they even knew that we spoke fluent German. No kidding. So that was really a plus. Too. Man, this your ability to speak German really plays into all kinds of ways. Yes. Wow. Yes. So we uh, went over there, and Laura was one year old, and um, we it's spent. 1979. Uh, this is 1979 exactly, yep. and we. Um, uh, we stayed there for four years. We ended up staying there. Um, loved it. Um, Germany is beautiful. We Where in Germany was this? Southern part. Okay. In uh, called Böblingen. We we lived in a smaller town called Gehingen. Okay. And uh, it was like like a village, and we got to know our neighbors. Um, we had a Bible study uh, mm. in our home every week mm. uh, for uh, German people 
or people from Patch Barracks, um, the uh, military people, okay. which was nearby. Which an American military yes, base. Yes, okay. American military base. And so we had a mixed group of Germans and Americans. Wow, And Bible my study. husband um, taught the Bible. He uh, did. You know, That's great. During that time. Wow. It was really great. We so are you, are the, so you had Americans coming and Germans coming. Mm -hmm. Were you speaking yep. in German or English? Um, Mostly English, but where people did Germans didn't understand it. Of course, we switched into German. So, <laughs> so you're doing a little bit of both. Yeah, but mainly English. Uh, yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it was really neat because uh, there were several people from our village that were um, Christians by name, yep. but not really believing. Yeah. And they came to faith. Hallelujah. Uh, through that. Uh, Praise the through that Bible study. Yes. Yeah, once again, back to the just the simplicity mm -hmm. of reading and teaching the Bible and praying with people, right. inviting them into our homes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we yeah. so overcomplicate evangelism, don't we? Yes. Yeah, we yes. can. Praise the Lord. Now, was and that Bible study attached to a church? No. Okay, so no. this is just something you guys I mean, decided. We went to church Okay, there. but this is just something um, you decided to do. Yes. Sort of like missionaries. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Praise the Lord. And um, soon, uh, sooner or later, we are, are uh, 18 months later actually, um, our daughter Julie was born in okay. Germany. Great. In Kalf, uh, Germany. And then uh, two years after that, Christopher was born. Yeah, which everybody Germany. knows who Christopher also. is. Yeah, yes. good. Yeah. So that's, uh, you have two daughters, mm -hmm. one son, mm -hmm. living in Germany. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've started your own Bible study. Yes. In order to teach the Bible, to mm -hmm. see people come to faith, and other Christians built up in the faith, mm -hmm. you're going to church. Your husband is there on the ground, kind of getting computers up and running for for HP, mm -hmm. all in the late 70s mm -hmm. into the early 80s, yes. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, we also <laughs> were able to play our violins a right, lot for of church course. services. And yeah. you know, that was a real plus because people would remember us that yeah. way. You know, yep. if something strange or something, yes. you know, happening. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then after that, uh, let me think. Um, well, we went back. Right, back to, to the States. Uh, back to the States. Yeah. Oh, what I was going to say is that uh, with the cost of living adjustment that we got from Hewlett Packard, mm -hmm. we were able to save um, a whole year's um, uh, salary so that Rolf would not have to work. Oh, that's great. So he had the intention of going back to the States, and when we did, he wanted to go to, uh, through a one year grad uh, Bible course, okay. grad school. So we chose to go to Portland, Oregon, mm -hmm. and we went to Multnomah School of the Bible. Okay. Uh, Rolf did. I okay. stayed at home with okay. the kids. Yep. And um, and he took that one year of grad level courses um, studying the Bible. Okay. Loved it. Yeah. Um, because he hadn't had any formal Bible training. Right. Just on his own. Yep. And he loved it. And um, in the spring they had their missions conference mm -hmm. uh, where missionaries would come and speak and, and tell about the need, needs on the fields and stuff and that was where Rolf got really interested mm. in missions and he came home one day and said um, you know uh, instead of going on in my career uh, of computer engineering why don't we be, uh, become missionaries you know mm. somewhere in the world and, and you were already kind of doing it even yes, before exactly yeah and uh, being adventurous I still had my adventurous spirit yeah <laughs> <laughs> I said oh sure let's go you yeah know, I was ready to go and um, 
later on that became a huge testimony for Rolf to speak to other men mm. um, about how he was willing God is yeah. the one that that um, that prompted him to leave a, a very high level paying job and a very yeah. steady job to be a missionary on support yep. by churches yep. and we didn't know if we had enough income. This makes that. no sense unless Jesus Christ mm -hmm. is king and king in particular of y'all's life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so from living in Portland we went back to San Jose uh, to become acquainted with our churches there okay. that we knew and yep. so they ended up supporting us okay and we was this the same church out. that you were baptized in that you all? um it was um a church plant of okay. theirs it was called crossroads bible yeah. church you guys are doing church planting before before it was cool yeah yeah and um and there um he was invited to speak to many men's groups or okay. not just men i guess it was uh of uh, in hewlett packard and yeah. other companies uh, people who had heard how he became a believer and want to be a missionary and they want to hear his story. HP mm -hmm. invited him to speak to their employees mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. how he's leaving HP. Well, it was a, a Christian within HP okay. who had heard and asked permission if he could have like a conference room and share. No and kidding. Did. That's he fantastic. Did. Yeah. That's great. That reminds me a little bit of Joey's story, who was at Coca-Cola. He leaves an up, upward, mob, upwardly mobile job, leaves Coca-Cola to go and be, well, I guess a missionary in Washington, D.C. eventually. Exactly. And he was in conference rooms talking as well. Yeah. How about yeah. that? Well, praise the Lord. So he's telling folks about going to follow Jesus in distant nations. Now, did he know or did you guys know where you were going at this point? No. Okay. Um, but we hosted a family um, in our home for a week who were coming and sharing with our church okay. about their missionary activities. Okay. And uh, from them we heard about New Tribes Mission. Okay. And we decided, we were going to go with Wycliffe at first, but then we decided to go with New Tribes Mission. They have a year and a half uh, long uh, missionary training. Okay including linguistics also okay. and so we went through the training which happened to be in two places one in Pennsylvania uh -huh. near Pittsburgh and the other in Missouri okay and we went through both uh, uh, phases of that tra training and it took a year and a half it was excellent training That's good. not only practical like how to live in a very simple environment right. which we already knew from yep. growing up but how to trust and rely on the Lord. Mm. That was the main thing. That's great. Um, so we really learned a lot, loved it, and uh, went out. And they also had a, a missions conference every spring, mm -hmm. and missionaries uh, from all over the world would come and share the needs. Mm -hmm. And the Lord l laid on our hearts to go to Guinea, West Africa at mm -hmm. that time, because it was a brand new field. Um, mm. There were uh, CNMA church uh, had missionaries in the southern part of that country, mm -hmm. but the whole northern part of the country had no missionaries, mm. no gospel witness at all. Mm. It was uh, so we decided, yeah, we want to be part of uh, the the founding of missions. Started from yeah. yeah, and this is in Guinea. Guinea is West Africa, sub-Saharan West Africa. Yes, exactly. What would be a couple countries our listeners might know that are close? Uh, south of Senegal. South of Senegal. And north of Ivory Coast. North of um, Ivory Coast. And west of Mali. Okay. So it's Good. on the ocean. Yeah. All right. So at this point, you've finished up a year and a half of training with New Tribes mm -hmm. Mission. Mm -hmm. You've decided on Guinea. You're heading over. We had to do about six months of raising support okay. first. 
Yeah. And we went to churches where we had already yeah. been. And uh, six churches in the Bay Area and one in Portland had decided to support us. Great. So, so that you raised enough money to go. And prayer. Yeah, prayer through a lot of prayer and yeah. financial help. Mm -hmm. You're heading over mm -hmm. and you've got three kids in tow. Four. Four kids. Our fourth, Stephanie, was born at home in San Jose. Born at home. Was that by design? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. I, want, I want to have all my kids at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. So Stephanie comes along into the picture. She's the fourth. Mm -hmm. She Yeah. And she's born in San Jose before you go over there. Yes. Yeah. And so when you get to, uh, you get to Guinea, mm -hmm. what year is this roughly? 1990. 1990. Yes. And you have kids. Ranging from, from five years old to 11. Whew. Okay, so you've got everything from an 11-year-old down to a 5-year-old. It's 1990. Mm -hmm. You've transitioned, Rolf has transi transitioned out of being a computer science guy. Mm -hmm. You're continuing to work in the home. Mm -hmm. You've been through every tribe, new, new tribe missions mm -hmm. training. You've raised support and there you are. Mm -hmm. You pull in. Was there anything like when you came in on a boat, was there somebody playing a violin when you pulled in? <laughs> no, <not at laughs> That would have been great. No. So what was it like? All right, so, so what was the name of the community that you came to? Well, we came to Conakry, which is the capital of Guinea, very bustling and everything. And uh, we got off the plane, and the first thing that hit us was the heat. Yeah. It was like oh 120 out there. Oh, my goodness, yeah. And the second thing that hit us was just the throngs of people. People. All yeah. black, yeah, and yep. everything, and yep. so we got through that. All yep. right, we had to really hang on to our suitcases yeah, because yeah. people would come by and just try to take yeah, things away. Take things, yeah, yep. it's very in, in yep. that sense. And um, you'd yeah. never been there before. This was the first time yeah. you moved there. This mm -hmm. was not like things are today, where you can kind of go and take a short-term mission trip and decide if we want to go there or not. You're showing. You've decided on this place. You've never been there. Right. Here you are. Yeah. You're there. You're yeah. seeing and experiencing all these new things. Right. Okay. Yeah. It was amazing. And um, but there was uh, one family in Guinea already, one missionary. Okay, family. good. So right. And they did meet us at the airport. Excellent. So eventually we got to them, and they, you know, um, helped us to get to a guest house that they were starting to run okay. for the missionaries, uh, arriving missionaries, and uh, then we went up country. Um, it took. Uh, at least two days of very rough roads. Okay. Um, it was amazing. We had to cross a river on a um, on a very broken down bock. They called it the ferry. You yeah. Know? And um, did you think at some point the boat was going to fall into the? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Was there ever a point? Was it maybe at this point you're thinking, what have we done with our lives? What are we doing? All these four small children around you in this boat. Did it ever? Did you ever have thoughts like, what is this we're doing? No, no doubts? not really, because yeah. we knew God had called us here, yeah. and we knew that He would protect us, yeah. He would take care of us, and that we would uh, get used to yeah. life here. Okay. You know, it was completely new, right. but it was something that we yeah. would get used to. And uh, so we went up to the town where uh, they wanted to start our mission mm -hmm. and helped to, you know, build up uh, and, and receive new missionaries mm -hmm. as they came in and mm -hmm. everything. And we started uh, this, the MK school, the missionary mm -hmm. kids school there. Mm -hmm. Um, Rolf mm -hmm. and I did that first year mm -hmm. uh, because we had four kids that were yeah. in it and yeah. there was another family that had 
um, a couple kids, and, you know. Mm -hmm. So we started that, and it was wasn't until a year or so later that we actually went into the tribe, um, a tribal location that okay. we want to work with the Nalo people. The Nalo people. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I remember you've told me this story before. Like that first day, you walk into those people, and they see you, and they're kind of, in some ways, in their own way, shocked. Mm -hmm. You know, who are this? You know, this family of now six people. Uh, walking in there, you look different. I'm mm -hmm. sure you are probably dressed different maybe at some point. Mm -hmm. And I remember you telling me the story. Tell me about what those first couple days were like. Well, it was amazing because when we did walk in into the village, um, the uh, the little kids uh, were hiding behind the palm trees and the yep. bushes and stuff. They ran. Yeah. They absolutely yep. ran away. They yep. were afraid. Uh, we met with the village elders. Uh, we had a translator of French okay. because that was the only common language we had at the time. And, um, and just told the chief and the elders why we were there. We did not try yep. to hide it. Yep. We said, we have some good news about God that mm. we want to share with you. Mm. Now, they are all Muslim. Mm -hmm. And so they thought, well, we know about God and everything. Yeah, yeah. But they did allow us to come. We asked, can we move in with you, learn your language, and share these, this good news Was with it, you? Were you nervous? No. <laughs> okay. All right. And, and, and what did he say? He said, we, um, he said, yes, you're welcome to. We also added that we would like to help them uh, build a school, uh, build wells for clean water. They just were drinking dirty water mm. um, and things like that, outhouses instead of them going mm -hmm. in the fields and mm -hmm. things. Um, and th that appealed to them, of yeah. course. You know, yeah. So they knew nothing about the gospel at that point, mm -hmm. but that appealed to sure. them. So we lived there for um, the rest of our term, uh, our four-year term, mm -hmm. and um, learned the language. Well, hang on a second, because I remember those first couple of days, you said like y'all kind of spread out or something, and they kind of watched you. Didn't they like mm -hmm. watch you kind of do y'all's thing? Everything. It was almost like a show to oh, them. Oh, sure. Like it was yeah. almost like a, we might go to a, you know, to, uh, I don't know, some amphitheater and watch somebody do some play or something. Oh, yeah. Well, this was their amphitheater. They just showed up and watched you guys Absolutely. do whatever it is you do for days, yeah. right? Yeah, we had brought our tent because, yeah. um, you know, there was no hotel or anything yeah, sure. there. And they watched us do everything and uh, even brush our teeth, yeah. floss our teeth. As soon as we flicked our floss into the bushes, the kids pounced on it and said, oh, what, what? <laughs> Wow. They came up to our kids and felt their hair. Yep. And they said, oh, th their hair is so smooth and mm -hmm. slippery. Mm -hmm. They called it alacha, alacha. Okay, okay. <laughs> and so it was amazing. But in time, over time, uh, we, uh, we, we, there was one man in the village that spoke enough French, no English at all, but enough French to be able to be our language helper. Okay. And uh, and we started learning language. That and you eventually way. moved into a kind of like a, a hut. Oh yeah, well. Island. Yeah, that's right. So you moved. You were there for a short time, and then you went off. Well, we were there for two years, and we actually had um, the natives build us a house. Yeah. It okay. was a, a small, uh, yeah. uh, out of cement block. Okay. And uh, corrugated tin roof. Okay. Um, so it was a simple house, but yeah. we lived in the house okay. for uh, a, a year and a half or two. And then you... And then after our furlough, we went yeah. back to the States okay. for one year furlough. When we came back, we moved to the island okay. of uh, Katrak. Okay. 
And that is because they had started to, in the village we were in, in, in Tarantia, they had started not speaking Nalo anymore. Oh, they really? switched over to the, <coughs> excuse me, to the main language um, of that area, okay. the larger language. And okay. so they said up in the island, they, they still all speak Nalu. Okay. So we... So you'd already had training in that language and so you, that's the reason why you shifted to that island. Well, we had training by the, um, by the uh, yeah. language helper, yeah. yes. And so we moved up and this was a boat ride um, of uh, about six hours. Okay. Yeah. And this is out into the, what is that, the Atlantic, Atlantic Ocean? Ocean, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And uh, that was adventurous, too, yeah, to I say can. the least. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it was. Because there were uh, sharks in the water. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we got we would get stuck on a sandbar mm. and have to get out of the boat oh to push goodness. the boat off the sandbar. Standing and, uh, in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean trying to get the boat off the well, sandbar. Well, not the middle of yeah, the ocean, but, but yeah. in the midst of the Atlantic yes. Ocean. Yes. Yeah. There were crocodiles. There were wow. uh, all kinds of things. Wow. So you make it to this island. Mm -hmm. You lived there how many years? Uh, we lived on the island for, let me think, um, eight years. Eight years. That's a long yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so your kids at the end of that eight year are now, they started 11 to 5. Now they are 19 down to, uh, what's that, uh, 13. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did... In those years, we did some homeschooling and mm -hmm. we did some sending of the kids to missionary school. Okay. It was up to them. Okay. Yeah, and good. there was a missionary school in Senegal okay. where the two older ones went for mm -hmm. a while. There was also our school that we started in Hamdalai okay. in Guinea. Okay. So um, our kid, uh, the two younger ones went there for okay. a while. So it was a combination of things. Okay. But yeah. So how did the work of the gospel go? Did you have anybody? get saved, be born again? And sure. Um, church start. We had a language helper in uh, Katufra, the village that we lived in, and um, at, it took us a while to master Nalu. Yeah, now, sure. with a language, you can get to conversational stage very quickly, yeah. maybe in six months or so, right. but in order to really get to know their hearts yeah. and to know the terms, the spiritual terms yeah. they use and what they mean by it, we had to learn their culture right. also. Right. And we had to learn about their sorcery, yeah. their witchcraft, okay. their beliefs um, in, in Islam, of okay. course, yep. you know, and everything. So it was a, a long process before we could start sharing okay. the gospel. And New Tribes Mission has a very good uh, progressive program for that. Okay. They don't let missionaries just start teaching the gospel any time. Yeah. We have to know the language well yep. enough, and we are tested on that. Yep. The culture well enough, yep. and the people well Good. enough, yeah. because we have to gain their uh, complete trust yeah. before we tell them about this other God and this Jesus and, yeah. and everything. Good. But eventually, yes, uh, my husband went through what we call um, the, um, uh, the the biblical teaching. It, yeah. It's a foundational teaching through the main um, 
stories of yeah, the of the Old Testament yep. before you get to the New okay. Testament um, to show them their need for mm. a Savior, mm. you know, and yeah. um, to just show them all the Messianic prophecies, right. Right. Um, you know, that, that yeah. are in the Old Testament, right. you know. Right. Um, and it's a 65, um, uh, you know, kind of course that we give them. And my husband was able to teach them through that. Mm. And, How many um, people would come? There were only about 15 to 20 okay. people, Good. mostly men too, okay. because it's um, they rely heavily on Islam. Yep, yep. Their whole social structure right. is Islamic, right. and, and the Muslims, they support each other, they help each other in the field. Sure. So they're afraid yep. that if they switch over to another thing, they also earn so-called points mm. in their system. That if they do this and this and this, they get higher with yeah. God and that kind of thing. So, especially the older men, um, the elders and the chief, they came once or twice, but they said we don't want to lose the points. They yeah, didn't call yeah, it yeah. that. This would, yeah, this would, following the gospel would detract from the points. It yeah. would literally lose them all. Yes. Yeah. And they thought it was just another choice of another religion, yeah. you know. But the younger men, they came. Okay. And some of the women, they came. Uh, later on, um, we also and we we uh, eventually got uh, missionary um, um, friends that came to help us okay, on the good. island. Okay, good. So you weren't alone. N no, and they started children's uh, Bible studies okay. and things, and the kids loved it. Oh yeah. I mean, they had no such hangups. Sure. You yeah. know, the kids loved it. The young men, several of them came to know. Of course, our language helper came to, to Christ. They did. Because yeah. we shared the gospel Praise with God. him. Yeah, that's great. And did a church, a kind of church form? They were trying to, but it was too early yet okay. for a church. Where a church formed is in Torrentia, the village that we actually left. Okay. There was, because great. there were other missionaries that were teaching in Susu, the other okay. language. Okay. And a church formed there, okay. a small church. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. And you did some of the first work to get that going? Yes. Yes. And you saw some people come to faith in Christ mm -hmm. there on the island? Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm sure we could tell a thousand stories about that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but you guys are just trying to love the community, teach the yes. Bible, pray yes. with them, pray for them, yes. serve them. We built a school That's great. for the kids, a clinic. Okay. And bridges over the marshes and the swamps. Yeah, I remember you uh, telling so me about that. So they wouldn't get bit by poisonous yes. snakes. I remember you telling me that. The leeches and things, yes. you know, wading through. And so they were very thankful. Yeah. For that. Yeah. And uh, And that last, uh, in 2000, uh, we came uh, back for furlough, for a year of furlough. And then we uh, were coming back. Um, in 2002, uh, okay. I mean, in 2001 we went, we returned, but in 2002 we had to go back to the States because we were starting to have some problems with Christopher. Okay. Um, he had developed um, a mental illness yeah. and he needed some help. Okay. So we came back uh, to help him and uh, to... So they were sad to see you leave. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 But we were intending to come, come back. Come back, I see. But just uh, before we came back, it was the next year, um, and Christopher was doing well. He was yeah. settled in the Bay Area, and he yeah. was on medication. He was doing well. Um, Rolf had a routine um, physical before going back, and they discovered that he had cancer. Oh, wow. And it was quite advanced. He had no symptoms. Mm. He was very healthy otherwise. He just went to a regular 
Cheka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. How old was and, he at the, at the time? Uh, he was 50 at okay. the time. Yeah. And he had lung cancer even though he never smoked. Mm. Uh, you know, he was not in a smoky environment yeah. or anything. Um, but, and at first they thought, oh, well, no problem. They can just uh, take out the yeah. parts of his yeah. lung that um, he's still healthy, uh, that had cancer. Um, but then they did scans and stuff and it had already gone to his brain. Mm. So that was really sad. They wow. gave, the, and this was the hospital at Stanford, yep. uh, top oncologists. Yep. They s- gave him six to nine months to live mm. because of very quick spreading cancer. Wow. And that made us very sad because we had been envisioning being missionaries in Guinea until our 90s or yeah. so, you know, however yeah. long the Lord allowed, would yeah. allow us to live. Um, and, but the Lord gave us four more years. Wow, praise God. Not just six to yeah. nine months. Yeah. Um, now we spent those in uh, California mainly mm. because he had doctor's appointments in chemo and all that yeah. stuff. You know. wow. But we did go back uh, to Guinea in 2004 and we met with our people mm. on the island yep. and in Bokeh and in Trencha and told them what was happening. They were shocked because they hear that we have good medical doctors mm. here in the States. Like and nothing so, could go wrong, right, they think. They yeah. thought we have all the medicine in right. the world, we have all the good doctors. Yep. You f- folks w- won't die until you're very old. Yeah. You know? yeah. But Rolf told them what was happening but he was also able to share mm. that he knew where he was going. Amen. He just absolutely yeah. was not afraid. He loves Jesus. Yep. He knows that the moment he dies, he's going to be with Jesus. Yeah. And that made a huge impression on them. Did. Believers, of course, but yeah. unbelievers. Yes, also. yes, indeed. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah, just yeah. someone that is quite literally staring death in the face, testifying yeah. to the resurrection, death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, mm-hmm. so he has hope beyond the grave, mm-hmm. telling these people he's been, he had invested in for years right. to trust in him, and of course, the, as you said, the Christians are encouraged to keep following him. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful testimony of Rolf. Yeah. yeah, but of course, sadly, he passes away when is... 2008. 2008, mm-hmm. yeah, of that cancer, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and you were living in California at the time? At the time, but I decided uh, to move to the East Coast okay. um, again. I had grown up here, but um, oh. uh, specifically to Washington, D.C., because my oldest daughter, Laura, yep. um, was living here, and okay. she said that she thought I would like it, you know, with all the culture and the music. Now, was this was this shortly after Rolf had died? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Okay, so this would have been... 2008. Okay, so you were here 2008, 2009? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, was, uh, I, I arrived and I bought my condo in October of 2008. So okay. it's been 13 years. No kidding. You know what's crazy about that? That is right when we started raising money to plant this church. And wow. we moved here May the 1st, 2009. Wow. Yeah, so we were almost, we were pretty close to coming yes. to the city at the same time. Yes. Okay, and wow. So that's what brings you to D.C. because yes. your daughter was here. Mm-hmm. You move here, October of 2008. Mm-hmm. Where did you move? Um, Same I place? stayed you... on Laura's boat Okay, yeah. <laughs> for a while. Great. And then looked around. Okay. And the first condo that I saw in Cleveland Park, I said, I'll get this. I really like okay. it. The location close yeah. to Rock Creek Park. Okay. You, know. you wanted to be outside. Yes. That's never gone away. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And was that the same apartment that you are you left? In right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay. 
So you then, you start looking for a church. Did you wind up at 4th Prez? Yes, 4th okay. Prez. Yeah. How did you find, um, was, it, was that through the, the music? music, yes. Yeah. I, I met people that were musicians uh, through the Chamber Music Society in D.C. Okay. And um, a couple of them were going to 4th um, Prez. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed it there. Yeah. And um, you, you're, you're at 4th for, gosh, for a while. Six years. Yeah, six mm -hmm. years. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you find us. Yes, I was taking um, a, a class on how to um, make friends at AU okay. uh, with foreign students. Was this, was this the uh, uh, American Friends program? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes, and yeah. one of the young, the young men that was teaching that um, was from Restoration Church. Do you remember, um, was it Kyle Mays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kyle. Great. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so I asked him when, after class one time, where do you go to church? And we got into conversation. And I was actually looking for a smaller church. Okay. Uh, Fourth yeah. Pres is great and everything, yeah. but it's very big. Big church. Yeah. And so I, I told Kyle, well, I'll be there Sunday, you know, and I came to church. Yeah. Was when we were in Woodrow Wilson High School? Yes. Yes. Yep. And I loved it from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, how long ago was that? Um, it was about seven years ago okay like yeah. yeah you've been with us for years. seven years mm -hmm. oh wow yeah. and you came to a church that didn't have a lot of people that were your age right I don't know that we had anybody that was over the age of 50 and so right. you kept coming back yeah. which is a wonderful testimony yeah yeah and, well what also attracted to me was the number of, of uh, foreign people yeah because having been a missionary and everything I am attracted to people that are not just uh, lived, born, and grown, grew up in, in America. And you yourself had, so. had been overseas and just lived, not even as a missionary, right. just born and raised in right. yeah, Switzerland. And, yeah, so, okay. So you came to Restoration because mm -hmm. you're looking for a smaller church. Mm -hmm. You liked the fact that it had people from many different countries. Yes, and I loved the preaching. <laughs> you don't have to say By that. By you and, yeah. and uh, yep. Joey. Good. Loved it. Thank God for the, the, the clear teaching of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so... Uh, as you have been here at Restoration Church, you've had an impact on quite a number of people. You've played music, right, for us. Uh, that's been hindered because of the COVID stuff, but you've played music for us. You've served in countless ways. Uh, almost anything that I can imagine. We have members meetings or various trainings. Donai is always there asking questions, trying to understand. Uh, you've, I know, shared the gospel, tried to impact the Ward 3 in numerous ways in sharing the gospel. Anything that you, you know, uh, we're, gonna, we're about to step over to where you're going, but as you think about your time here at Restoration Church and the fact that you're about to leave to go to another church at another place, which we'll come to in a second, mm -hmm. any words that you would offer could be words of encouragement, words of exhortation, anything at all that you would say to the ministry or to the family of Restoration Church. Yes, uh, Restoration Church has been my family. Mm. Um, my daughters um, have kind of wandered away from the faith, mm -hmm. so I don't feel comfortable in sharing spiritual things with them. But mm -hmm. uh, the community groups and, and all the people, uh, you all have been uh, my family, a really great family. And um, I would encourage you to keep on, I know you're doing this, but keep on reaching out to new folks, mm -hmm. especially Amen. those from other 
other countries Amen. because this is what they need mm. coming to DC. Uh, they have left families and friends at, in their home countries mm -hmm. and they just need that fellowship. Amen. And, uh, so, Amen. Yeah. What a good exhortation. Welcome new people and especially welcome new people that come from other places because mm -hmm. they especially need a home and they especially yes. need a church home to yes. know and live out the gospel. Yes. And in that way, as you said, Nathan, earlier, um, it becomes natural to share the gospel and to share mm -hmm. your testimony with people. Yes. You invite them to your home and uh, you just talk. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, we have one final portion of the journey for now. Yeah. So you're about to leave. You're leaving. Uh, it'll be, well, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be really soon. If you might have even be gone, you're leaving at the end of October. Um, it, it probably will be the beginning of November now Perfect. because okay. my daughter will not be in Puerto Rico at Great. the end of November. So, yeah, you just told where you're going. Where are you going? Puerto Rico. Going to Puerto Rico. Yes, my uh, two units are on the market okay. and uh, I hope to sell them. But, you know, once they're on the market, I don't have to be around. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a realtor that will sell them. And where will you live in Puerto Rico? Um, well, to begin with on Laura's boat. Okay, <laughs> again, yeah, we've come back around, yeah. Um, we, Laura and I invested in a very nice property uh, on the beach in mm -hmm. a small town called Luquillo, okay. uh, which is a half hour away from San Juan. Yep. And we hope to uh, renovate the building there to um, let it become or have it become an Airbnb okay. um, so that we can um, kind of uh, invest in that. But I see it really as a missions opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody, when I say I'm moving to Puerto Rico, they all think, oh, how nice. The weather's beautiful right. there. The water's right. gorgeous. You're yeah. moving there because of that. Um, and it's true. Uh, yeah. The Lord is blessing me with that. But my main motive is to go, and I'm learning Spanish, and to help the Puerto Rican people, especially when they face trials mm. through hurricanes mm. and storms. And, and, you know, San Juan is a big city, which is very nice, mm -hmm. like any other city. But outside of San Juan, mm -hmm. the little towns and villages, um, the people are very poor. Yeah. They have almost nothing. They have very shabby houses with tin roofs mm -hmm. and things. And, um, and many of them are d discouraged and mm. depressed and in despair. Mm. And I want to be there to help Amen. them. Amen. That, that is just something that I, I have witnessed in Guinea, West Africa. And I see uh, this as new, my new mission field. Now. I love it. I love it. And you've already identified a church to be part of? Yeah. Well, uh, I, a, I know you have a couple options. Two churches yep. that I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Both of them, though, yeah. preaching the gospel, yes. teaching the Bible faithfully. Yes. Yeah. One yeah. very small one and one larger one in San Juan. Yeah. Um, but I won't have a car to begin with, okay. so I'll have yeah. to see yeah. where the Lord leads me. Well, Don, I I love it. So the you have gone from Zurich to uh, Ontario. Mm -hmm to Princeton, New Jersey, to California. Indiana. To Indiana, oh so gosh, how could I forget yeah. that? To Indiana, with some stops in Wyoming for a short few weeks along the way. To Switzerland. Back to, back to Switzerland, where you're taking trips up to Hamburg to get right. your surgery, first of five. And then to Arizona. Then to Arizona. And then to California. California. And then to Guinea. Mm -hmm. to, <laughs> to, 
to uh well, we forgot portland but that's yeah, all right yeah portland i'm yeah. sorry yeah when you yeah. went to school right yeah, yeah when uh, ralph was going to school yeah and then yeah. to guinea yeah and then yeah, and to eventually DC. to dc and now to puerto rico and from that portion after you came to faith in christ and after Roth came to faith in Christ and you guys got married. You've been living on mission for the glory of Christ every single day. Yeah. And sister, mm -hmm. I have seen that in you. Mm -hmm. The Bible teaches us to show honor mm -hmm. to whom honor is due. That's Romans mm -hmm. 12, 10. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be one of those ones in a long line in our church mm -hmm. to honor you and by mm -hmm. extension to honor your husband mm -hmm. for all the faithful work that you've done for the sake of Christ mm -hmm. and his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And we look forward to watching how God will continue his mission through you onto the island of Puerto Rico. Can I mention one Bible verse? Yeah, please, yes. Just, uh, yeah. This is one of my favorites, of course, and um, it is out of Matthew 28, mm -hmm. and you know that well. Yeah. It's when Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Mm -hmm. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, mm -hmm. baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them mm -hmm. to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. And the Lord will be with you as you go to Puerto Rico. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He will. Yeah. Thank you so much. I hope, you know, when we think about the design of this podcast to inform and inspire the community of Restoration Church to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ. I can't think of a better example, don't I? than your life and what you've done. And I hope that those of you that are listening to this, that there's something along the way through the portion of this story. I know that Don I would not want you just to think this is interesting. You, right, Don I, would want them to go and be about this same work. Yes. You know, to go get, start a Bible study in your home, just like you did in Germany, mm -hmm. and see people come to faith in Christ. This is, the work is hard, but what we need to do is not hard. And mm -hmm. just open up the Bible, pray, mm -hmm. teach it, call people to it, and invite them into the life of the church. And as I get older, yeah. I'm 71, as I mentioned, and I have probably a good 10 or 15 years left. Um, I just see the value more and more of spending every moment that I can in sharing the gospel. Because that's the only thing that will last. Yes. You know, yes. things of this earth. I'm down to almost no possessions. Yeah. I still have my violin. Yep. I gave away my piano yep. and things. Yep. So really, the clothes on my back is about it. And I love, we have, I mean, we could, do, we could do another three, four, and five, part three, four, and five if we wanted. But, you know, Donna, it's been so encouraging to watch how you, you've your, used your music, Windows, the chamber music, and you've shared the gospel with them. And, you know, every piece of riding your bike all over the place in this city and going for swims in the Potomac River and running into people, telling them about Jesus. I mean, again, we could just keep going. So uh, you're such a good example to us. And I hope that all of our community will learn as a result of this to live on mission. And again, the work is hard, but the work is fruitful. Laborers do come up. Yeah. Uh, and so keep preaching the gospel. And sister, I press you on to do the same in Puerto Rico, and I know that you will. And again, we look forward to seeing how the Lord will do that in Puerto Rico. And so thank you for all of your example to us and the way that Lord has used you. We look forward to, again, seeing how the Lord will use you. And thank you. Uh, yes. Well, it's been a joy to pastor you, to love you, to be part of you. Don I, by the way, has been in my community. We were in community group together for years. 
And uh, so it's been such a joy and you've been a delight, I know, to my wife. And uh, I love hearing your stories. Maybe at another time we can come and visit you or when you come back to D.C., we can do a part three, see how it's going out there. But until then, God bless you and God bless you, all of our listeners. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. Let's keep making disciples that delight in his supremacy.